today is episode nine. We're going to talk about this uh, degenerate from Texas who bought a bunch of virtual land and a quick update on uh, the markets and what's going on in our life. So thanks for tuning in and in a memento, let's go. Fat Mac, you there? Hit your mic, you dingus. All right. Hey, what's up, guys? Welcome to uh, the This Is Not Financial Advice podcast, uh, where we talk about tales of uh, degeneracy and profit and loss. Fat Mac uh, Mac is figuring out how to hit his uh, microphone button so he could join in. And uh, it's me by myself. So not a lot's been going on. I am... uh, headed to France tomorrow. So I don't know if you guys have been paying attention, but today for the first time in a long time, uh, the U S dollar is now equal to one Euro. So I'm stoked. We're even there. He is. There he is. I still don't understand this app. It's like, so I don't know, man. Sometimes I'm just, I'm out. I don't know. It's good. I was just That's going. good timing on that De Niro, Travis. Cause I'm looking at going to Slovenia this October. What are you doing in Slovenia, dude? Are you buying a bunch of like illegal weapons and maybe human trafficking or what, dude? My trip starts in Croatia, hops over to Slovenia, just northeast of Italy, and then it likely ends in Venice within Italy. So I'm kind of hitting up the Adriatic Sea. Oh, very, very nice. Yeah, I have a, um, a buddy's wedding in Normandy. Uh, life, you know, lifelong friend, known the guy since I was four years old. So, uh, I am flying into Paris and then, um, spending a couple days there. Then the wedding is in Normandy and then, uh, spending a few days in London before we catch a flight back to the States. So it'll be pretty good, but kind of, uh, you know, I'm kind of stoked about this headline, right? It's like, uh, it's like, um, the Europeans with the meme, you know, or are the Europeans with their girl and then it's like me walking down the street and their girl's like looking over her shoulder. That's a little bad bit of bad podcasting there. But, uh, but, uh, that's a, you know, that's a, uh, auditory meme for you right there. What? You know, the, you what know, that you meme talking about, about? You know the I meme know what made me referencing, but with yeah. all the ramble jamble you just went through, I have no fucking clue what your point was. Uh, you know what I'm talking about. It's the, it's a, you know, it's the dollar, the euro, and you know the girl, man. And uh, uh, but uh, I confuse myself on that one too. <laughs> well, Normandy sounds like a nice place for a wedding. Am I right? <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure, dude. Um, but uh, yeah, it'll be fun, man. Um, we're all, it's me and a bunch of my, you know, friends from childhood, all our wives and fiancés and girlfriends and stuff, all renting a big house there um, in Normandy. And oh, uh, that, seriously, that does sound fun. I'm sure my invite's just in the mail or whatever. Yeah. Hey, shout out to Charlie for uh, tuning in. What's up, man? Thanks. What's up, Charlie? Um, one of our 10, 10 uh, followers here. We're uh, making some waves, man. Love it. Dude, it's yeah. funny though. Yeah, we're on parody with um, the Euro once again. I remember being a kid looking at books and on the little uh, barcode sticker, it always have Canadian dollar and American dollar. And I was always wondering why it was seven bucks American and like 10 or 11 bucks Canadian. 
and now welcome to the real world where like you know fast fast forward like 25 years later and i'm trying to open up bank accounts in multiple countries and plant my flag in all these different different currencies just so i can take advantage of you know a weak rupal i was studying sri lanka like Oh, we should talk about Sri Lanka today, if you're not up to date on that. We're going to do the Texas thing, and we'll get into Sri Lanka, because it's freaking wicked over there. Uh, go ahead, go ahead. Well, it's a crumbling it's a crumbling island, island right now. There's like 23 million people on Sri Lanka. The government has been ex- insanely corrupt for decades now. It's basically been handed handed over from one brother to another brother in the, in the last 15 or 18 years. And uh, lo and behold, the international community is no longer willing to sell goods, in particular oil and uh, you know uh, LNG, uh, liquefied natural gas, because they're not sure that Sri Lanka will actually pay them back. So Sri Lanka has no credit. Look up, look up their currency right now, Travis. It's like three thousand to one U.S. dollar. It's like three thousand rupees to one U.S. dollar, or something absurd. I mean, you, you buy a house for like you know, 80 million of their rupee currency. It's insanity. But right now, there's just literally no fuel aside from the military reserves on the, on the island. So people are not transporting food. They're not getting to work for their jobs. Um, and sure enough, uh, quote unquote, the people stormed the president's house. They have a president and a prime minister, and they stormed the president's house and got up in there uh, just a couple of days ago. But as it pertains to the economy itself, um, they basically have no one willing to sell them any kind of commodity in mass because the the selling country or the selling entity doesn't believe they'll pay them back. So they're just destroying themselves from within. Wow, that's wild. I get. I guess Elon could probably get a hell of a deal on uh, Sri Lanka right now. So I, that's how I was thinking about it. I was like, okay, from LAX, you can get there in actually one flight. It costs you about a thousand bucks right now, and I was just thinking, dude, if they need dollars, if people need dollars that badly, I'm sure you can get in there right now and just buy insane stuff. I mean, I'm sure people are offloading houses, condos, anything you want. And then I started realizing, like, oh, this is definitely a thing. Like, there are definitely a bunch of packs of basically multimillionaire bros who are going around to Venezuela, Sri Lanka. Uh, Egypt when it's in chaos and literally purchasing whatever they can for pennies on the dollar and basically systematically buying goods and land and beachfront property on the cheap. And I'm not even talking about that in a systematic company context. I just mean people with money are going in and taking the risk in doing that. And, and yeah, people who have the ability, um, I mean, you know, you've all seen the, uh, the, uh, picture of the, you know, the guy selling his, uh, his Rolls Royce, you know, out in front of, uh, wall street after the stock market collapsed for like you know 10 bucks he has a sign that's like 10 bucks will get you this car right um you know not to make light of a situation of a sad situation over here but you know it's pretty tough out there for the normal sri lankans who don't have the capital and ability to you know put their goods up for sale on the international market if you're just like a you know middle of the pack sri lankan Right now, you are skipping meals. There's food shortages. You're lining up for water, and you know it's uh, it's uh, every bit as bad as as the you know the depression here in the in the 30s, and uh, it's a pretty harsh reality they're facing over there. Yeah, not to make light of a serious situation, dude. It's definitely um, it's 
definitely interesting to see the repercussions as well of just how they're on an island. It's not like you can even smuggle across the border and you're just stuck there. I mean, you're really just dealing with whatever the government is able to put together as a solution. I mean, it's pretty, pretty much a shit show. Yeah, you think it's bad here. Food costs have risen 57% uh, according to official government data. So, you know, it's probably a lot higher than that over there. Uh, its currencies collapsed by 80%. It's, I think uh, over the weekend I saw that rice, just rice, is about four times as expensive as it was 12 months ago. There was wow. another, you know, another staple. I think it was potatoes or something that was a salad 3x, almost 4x. I mean, this is, uh, you know, those are staples of their entire society. They basically eat, I don't want to say that it's Indian food, but they're eating a lot of, they're eating a lot of Sri Lankan food, which has a ton of rice in it. And that's a 4X price. I mean, your basic, basic meal of carbohydrates is, is expensive now for people who were paying pennies to basically get by, right? Yeah. And I think we maybe talked about it here before, but, um, you know, not... You know, a lot of people think, you know, they cite inflation and it's like, oh, inflation's bad. But you got to really think about it from the, uh, you know, the the viewpoint of the of someone on the lower end of the economic totem pole. Right. You know, if you have a couple million bucks in the bank, yeah, it sucks when rice increases by by, you know, fourfold. Right. But it's you're not you're not really taking a hit. But if you're just scraping by and that happens like you've gone from you know, being able to put food on the plate for your family to like not being able to. And um, it's a pretty scary thing when that happens. You extrapolate that over, you know, an entire nation of people and this, you know, the damaging psychological effect that has too. Um, definitely, mm-hmm. you know, but, you know, this is, this is where in history, you know, you get some, uh, you know, crazy leader coming in, capturing the, uh, the political unrest and, and uh, despair of the people. And uh, that's when, you know, bad things can kind of happen there. I'm keeping an eye on what happens with this government overthrow or where they go from here. But I mean, there's clearly political energy now that they're basically 10 days into a nationwide starve out. Speaking of, speaking of insane things that can completely screw you over, you want to transition to something slightly funnier and talk about our, our Texas friend. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, so, uh, changing gears not so subtly here uh here's a here's a headline off reddit for you uh central texas man puts life savings into buying virtual property so uh he said i put in eighteen thousand dollars justin reed said uh eighteen thousand bucks that's what he paid for the his property that he just got on the beautiful uh virtual coast of quorum uh in a land called Intro- the Entropia Universe, which apparently is an online virtual reality game. Now, I'm not a virgin, so I don't know about this. Brad, can, do you have, uh, can you enlighten us a little bit? Yes, of course. So this is a game that's actually been around for over two decades, 20 years, and it started at a very base level game. Imagine the year, you know, 2021. But uh, this is something that is kind of like blossomed up once again now there's a now that there's a lot of conversation around um, meta and virtual land um and the entire not, not just facebook's meta but also mana and all these um you know cryptocurrency based uh forays into the virtual landscape so this this game has been blowing up once again and what people need to realize is that 
while cryptocurrency has gone from a niche environment with only so many people using it and expanding and expanding as more and more people just just double down and and uh, jump into it there are environments within the environment so within crypto you have all these smaller coins and as people pile into a coin the coin itself gains value rapidly because there's just more purchasers than sellers and you have too many people trying to squeeze into what was once a, a small space and the same thing happens with these virtual games as well as things that are mimetic, things that remind you of or sound like or connect to uh, whatever the you know investment at hand is. So when people talk about meme stocks, they're just talking about stocks that are somewhat relative to a topic at hand, something that's trending, something that's popular, right? So as Tesla was ripping from uh, you know half the value that it was two or three two or three years ago, and as that was just on a, a hot streak, a whole lot of small electric uh, car companies as well as parts and electric charger companies kind of blew up with it. There's one insane case of, um, what is it called? It's called Blink. BLNK is the ticker. It had been $2 for years. And then last year or a year and a half ago, it just rocket shipped up to about 60 bucks in the same time frame that Tesla did as well on its last uh, particularly strong streak, but point being, um, this this game uh, Entropia has blown up recently once again because all these people have been piling into virtual land and virtual reality simulators, and this is mimetic with Meta and all these things that uh, have been trending right now, right? So he's been around the block. Justin has been around the block. He's been playing this game. And if there was ever a time to bet the house and double down on your, fav- your favorite dungeon in the basement, sit on my PC all, all weekend and waste my life type of game, it was probably this right now while the rest of the world starts to pile into it. Uh, but that did not quite work out for, for Justin. Yeah, he says, um, it's not like I bought a business or a property down the road and all of a sudden the taxes and the property value goes up and I can't afford it. I will always have my land on the Quorum Coast, and all it will ever cost me is $60 a month for my creatures. So apparently, you know, just like in the real world, you buy land, and whatever's on that land you own, uh, in Justin's case, they have some creatures. Uh, I imagine it's probably not a cow. It's probably like some uh, strange type of sexy-looking woman who's half goat or something like that, because that's kind of what I, I imagine happens in these games. But... Um, yeah, anyways, people go on his land and harvest his creatures. They have to pay him tax taxes to, you know, a fee to mine on his land which he can convert into real money. And, you know, he says as long as the game doesn't go kaput, I'll always have my land and I will never be unemployed for the rest of my life. So, you know, obviously admitted here, admittedly here there's an, a lot I don't understand about it, but uh, you know, there's He's supplying a demand that people are willing to pay for, and uh, you know maybe he'll be, uh, you know he'll be freaking, you know laughing, laughing his way to the bank while I, I sit here struggling the rest of my life like a poor broke idiot. You know, I just like that the top comment. The top comment says, "Played a metaverse game for twenty years, has eighteen grand in life savings correlated." <laughs> uh, oh, come on. Come maybe. on, guys. That was maybe. Uh, <laughs> this other guy says, cool, another place to hang out 
while my wife gets banged by someone who's actually invested in real land. <laughs> uh, uh, that's pretty bad. I'm, I'm pulling for you, Justin. I hope it, uh, I hope it works out, buddy. I have not looked at the price of mana, which is one of the, uh, the two currencies that will allow you to buy things within Decentraland. Decentraland itself... Since the beginning of, oh boy, basically since the beginning of 2022, another metaverse, if you will, called Decentraland was trading with the Bitcoin Fury. It was trading at about $3.50 and we are now down to about 85, 90 cents today. Um, That's unfortunate. That entire uh, world's just imploding right now. Good luck to you, Justin. Good luck to you, Justin Reed. Yeah, I mean, I just can't help that help but think that as as you know, more and more people g- gain access to things like this, just like we saw with like Netflix and all that. That like you know, more and more players enter the market. You know, the barriers to entry are going to go down. The cost to, of of the game and playing is going to go down, and you know, it'll eventually just be diluted, right? But I don't know, you know. Yeah, I mean, who knows, who knows what'll happen? That's my gut feeling, though. We really just had the second, I guess you could call it the third wave within crypto. The first, or the first really being 2017, the second one being 2021, and more so than just propping up values, that just created a ton of exposure. I mean, there's no one in the world who hasn't heard of cryptocurrency now, right? At least not in the United States. And that's probably more important than what the current values are actually staked at. Awareness is probably the most important because it allows that niche to grow. It allows people to actually use it and allows for more functionality to come onto the platforms. And that's what's going to create and maintain the real value of these different cryptos and, and coins. But the problem with that is those values will more so move in alignment with actual usage. They'll actually move with how much people uh, are able to get out of the coins and the different platforms compared to what we've seen for the last two and a half years, which was just people piling in, buying just to buy, which means you don't need to have any usage of the coin. And uh, so I think we're about to enter a much healthier environment, but we will get back up there as uh, adoption grows and grows. Here's another headline for you. 20% of former Tesla employees join Rivian and Lucid. Um, obviously Tesla, you know, typically refers to itself as a tech business rather than a traditional automaker, but, uh, gotta, you know, uh, obviously these people are leaving probably with a ton of corporate knowledge, uh, and going directly to the competitors. What are your thoughts? Tesla's laying off people left and right. The Twitter deal's not going through. I think their stock was down about, so let me see, what was it down? I want to say like six over 6% today. Tesla was down 50 bucks today. No, I have a, I still wrote a put at the $400 strike for Tesla that has eh, about a dollar 18 of extrinsic value left. And despite the stock moving super hard against me, there's only like 17 days till expiration. And I still made money on it today, which is pretty crazy. You still made money on it today. Yeah. Just because of the theta decay. Dang, I do need to start writing options again. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's insane. 
Yeah, it's pretty I mean, cool. on an update, you're going to lose 70% of the value on that thing then. I mean, you're going to lose a ton. Well, whoever bought it's going to lose a ton. No, I know. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. yeah no. Wow. Yeah, it's pretty wild. Like, yeah. <laughs> I might chuck 100 grand into the TD Ameritrade account. There. Yeah, I uh, made a little 8.8% eight, 8% profit today. Funny. On a put that you wrote. That's crazy. Yeah. Thoughts on Tesla? Thoughts on the uh, on Tesla pulling out of the Twitter deal? What do you got, Brad? I didn't really. The whole situation from the beginning like felt much more stunty than than reality. Like I'm not really sure what. I think there's just a lot going on behind Elon and his team that we're just not exactly privy to. Like it's just in the context of I don't think he really has room on his plate to seriously take over Twitter. And obviously, he might not run the show himself. He's going to have some other puppet do it for him, you know, it could be a great mind and all that, but like, I just can't even imagine him actually spreading out that much because even if he's not paying attention to the company day in and day out, Twitter would be the topic and the thing that people talk to him for the next 12 to 24 months again and again and again, when he's trying to focus on, you know, three other huge topics including putting people on Mars, including keeping a electric car company afloat and at the forefront of an industry that's catching up quickly. Like, I don't know. I'm not sure what the reality there was, but it felt more or less like a stunt to me. Yeah, I, I, I have to agree. Also taking, a, you know, taking it upon himself to see that, uh, you know, uh, the country's population uh, doesn't decline. You know, he's a real big believer in, and uh, that we we need to uh, increase the population of America. Yeah, that's that is just ridiculous, man. That guy has uh, that guy better stay busy, otherwise he's gonna double his family size very quickly if he's ever uh, idle. Yeah, go play some uh, tennis or something every once in a while, dude. Watch a series on Netflix. Um, but yeah, I did feel totally stunty. Um, it's crazy to see how uh, you know all the people at Twitter kind of rebelled against the idea of him buying it, and he, you know, he I think he offered like fifty four dollars per share, something like that. He had to put up some earnest money, like an earnest money deposit or something like that. And now um, apparently there's going to be a huge legal battle because he's refusing refusing to play, pay it due to you know t- approximately twenty percent of the users being bots or something like that, and right. uh, saying that was a breach of contract and. They're saying it wasn't and that he owes them uh, this, you know, exorbitant sum of money. Um, but yeah, it'll it'll be interesting to see how it all plays out. What are you doing in France, anyways? Yeah, I got my buddy's wedding. And uh, are, you, you, are you doing anything after the wedding, though? I mean, are you going to take advantage of this one-to-one parody that we haven't had for years? Yeah, yeah. I mean, give me some ideas, dude. I don't. I just saw this today, so I, I knew the. Uh, I knew the euro was declining against the dollar. I would probably just go to France and buy all the baguettes on the cheap that I could. Uh, yeah, I'm going to just have like a little typical French breakfast of like a cigarette and a thing of espresso every morning and just take in the sights and uh, walk around and try not to get uh, pickpocketed or stabbed. And that's about it. Uh, but brother, I got to wrap this one up quick uh, and... Hit you, hit you up when you come back from France. Yeah, no worries, dude. I think we talked about some fun stuff. And uh, I will uh, wrap with you when I get back. All right. Thanks for tuning in today, guys. We will 
catch you uh, for episode 10. Double digits next time. I'll have to do something special.